Hey, welcome to What's the Plot. This is Sean. This is Mandy. And we're back mm-hmm. with another episode. How you doing? I'm well. How about yourself? I'm good. I can't complain. Good. It's I'm hot. just chilling. It's hot. Mm-hmm. Hot where? Outside. It's very hot outside. Mm-hmm. It was really rainy this morning, too. Yeah, that's true. But it looks so pretty. Like, I looked out the window after mm-hmm. I made it to my destination. Mm-hmm. Looks really pretty, though. Yeah. But yeah. I was just happy I was inside and not outside. Yeah. I left out the dentist and I looked at my right armpit and I said, it's a steamer. <laughs> oh, you were sweating. Yeah. I was like, it's a steamer. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. But uh, my day was uh, pretty much okay. Went pretty smooth, so. It's good. How was your day? How was your trip to the dentist? It was fun, you know. I like going to the dentist. Mm. So I can't complain. I enjoyed it. Cool. I, do you like going to the dentist? No, I don't actually. I don't like my teeth being scraped. No, I don't know. It's something pleasurable in it. I hadn't been to the dentist prior to me going to the dentist when I first got this job that I had. Mm-hmm. And like, maybe you have more gentler people. No, they jerk. Oh, okay. And they move and they scrape. But for some reason, it's just, I don't know. It's just like, it's calming to me for some reason. Mm-hmm. My teeth are pretty sensitive. So I don't like all that scraping and stuff. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it. Yeah. So, what have you been watching? Me personally? Yeah. Okay. Since you asked, uh, we watched the versus battle between um, Rick Ross and 2 Chain. We did. Very boring. It wasn't boring to me. Uh, yeah. It made me want to, you know, go get to on sleep. The, get on the mic, you know, bar for bar. I think that. Uh, it was kind of disappointing for me because I like both of the artists and I'm just like. Their energy, it's like they had two different levels of energy or something. I think uh, they're both very high premium MCs in their own right. <laughs> so it's Snoop Dogg and DMX, but they had fun with it. Yeah, but if you look back at that Snoop Dogg and DMX when Snoop Dogg was the uh, thing that drove that that, that, that fun piece that opened DMX up. Because when X came on... Well, he's probably a little shy because DMX is not really an internet person. That part too, but when X initially came, he was just like, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> I don't know. I just... It was it was boring to me. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed the songs. It makes for a great playlist. Lo- you know I love Rick Ross's music. I yeah. like 2 Chains a lot too, actually. They played a lot of songs that I enjoy. They just were boring to me. Yeah. I liked it. It's okay. cool for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh... We've been uh, watching 90 Day Fiance. Yes, we have like tons of toxic relationships, tons of yes. people who should not be together. Yes, I've been enjoying it. It's, you it know, I unreal. had to turn that one episode off because it was like the drama was just like making my anxiety go high. It seems unreal. It does, actually. There's so many red flags. <laughs> yeah. Especially for these people to be old, some of these people to be older people. Mm-hmm. It's pretty, pretty wild to me. And some of them are making the same mistake multiple times. Over and over and over, yeah. Yeah. It's like an obsession, kind of, but yeah. whatever. And I've been watching The Shy, and I'm all caught up. Yeah, I was going to say you're caught up. So I'm I'm up to, uh, what, up to what everybody else is at. Mm-hmm. Uh, season three, episode eight, uh, pretty good. Mm-hmm. So now you're on a weekly basis now, right? Yes. And I kind of don't like it because I'm more of like a binger. Are you? Yeah, I would rather mm-hmm. I would rather them have all the episodes loaded up for the season, mm-hmm. and I just go back in. I'd rather be disappointed on my terms, if that makes sense. 
it's like I can hold out and keep that last episode if I want to. I, I think it depends it. on what it is for me, but I like the excitement of a, a weekly show. I mean, now I'm I'm ready to get to the next one, but yeah. But all I gotta say is, if you watch the shot and you've watched the last this this whole season, matter of fact, especially from what prior or whatever. But anyway, if you watch this whole season, you know that people are nasty, and to be very specific. And telling people where you're going and text your people. Are you and, talking about like a safety thing? A safety thing. Oh, okay, make sure you say that because I was a little confused. Be safe. <laughs> but also stay dangerous. Also, and I was watching a One Punch Man. See, if you stay dangerous, people know not to mess with you. There's always going to be somebody who feels like they're crazier than you. What if you're not crazy? Well, I'm not saying like crazy like you're actually crazy. I mean like there's always going to be somebody who feels like they can one-up you. I mean, that's true. But I know what you mean. Just protect yourself, basically. Protect yourself. Protect your people. Watch your surroundings. And go in groups. So, what you been watching? Oh, I also been on my <laughs> on my watch what I want to watch list. So, you may not be familiar with this, but Romney Malco, uh, whatever. I know the movie that's coming out with Regina. Tijuana Jackson is already up on all, like, Voodoo. Is it? Google, yeah. So I want to watch that. I'm going to watch it because I enjoy his character, his internet character, Tijuana Jackson. I love Regina Hall, so I want to watch it. So I thought it was pretty funny. If you haven't heard of it, type in Tijuana Jackson and go watch some of his uh, motivational speeches. I think he's been making this movie for a while, right? Yeah. I feel I like th- I remember him talking about it back on like Facebook or something. Yeah, I think I've donated to it. It's been so while. Yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been, been a, a minute. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't donate probably a lot, maybe like 10 or $20, but he was just taking open donations. Every little whatever. bit helps. Uh I got to get back to How to Get Away with Murder. Go ahead and finish that up. Mm. Uh, Moesha's on Netflix, so I got to get to that. Yes. And that Beyonce movie that's supposed to be on Disney Plus. I, I want to watch visual it. Visual album? That visual album. There we go. It I goes wanna... along with The Gift, Lion King, The Gift, the album that she did, but I don't think a lot of people know that. Okay, that's cool because I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have. I started it and I can't remember what happened. I didn't end up finishing it, but I am going to watch it though. Okay. What you so. been watching? Um, honestly, I was trying to like recall like what I've been watching, um, but I don't think I've been watching very much. So I just watched the most recent episode of Digimon Adventure 2020. Mm-hmm. Of course, we've both been watching 90 Day Fiance and then I put King of the Hill. Yes, we have been watching King of the Hill. And then of course I put, for, well, I didn't forgot to put verses on there, but yeah, we watched that too. Yeah. But I have thoroughly been enjoying Digimon Adventure 2020. Why And I didn't think I would. I don't know because I thought I wasn't... I thought they they were like trying to do it to like where they were reintroducing it to kids. So mm-hmm. I didn't know if I was gonna like enjoy it as an adult. But I told you I've been like just taking it for what it is. Yeah. But I feel like I don't know. I think my friend was right when he said like watching it and like it being in Japanese does a bit more for the cartoon. Yeah. Because I've been like thoroughly enjoying it. Take the more animation serious. is amazing on there. I'm taking more serious. Yeah. Yeah. And the music's nice too. Yeah, because now I'm watching One Punch Man and I had to read a whole episode last night and I was like. Mm-hmm. It's a little more detailed, mm-hmm. and you get a more feel for the characters. Yeah. But, I mean, however you want to do it, I'm not a, like a, what you call it, a connoisseur of, like, it has to be sub. Yeah, I'm not that person. It has to be dub. Like, I'll take dub. I don't care. Yeah. So, yeah, that's me. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you got any news for us this week? I do. Well, that's something we didn't have news last time. Yeah, it's been a little, a little bit. So now we got some news. Go ahead. Um, so we talked about this off mic, of course, but mm-hmm. Mulan will be premiering on Disney Plus 
on September 4th. Um, but the thing is, it's going to cost people $30 to watch. So um, I'm assuming there's going to be somewhere for you to rent it. Um, I'm assuming maybe you'll be able to use it with whatever cards you have on there. Um, uh, people were, I guess, wondering if you had to pay for it like multiple times or if you pay for it one time. Um, but according to CNET.com, as long as you keep your subscription, you only have to pay to watch the movie one time and you can watch it numerous times after that. So it's like a in-app purchase. Basically, yes. And then if you get rid of your subscription, of course, you can't keep the movie. So this goes back to what we talked about a few episodes back. I figured it was going to end up being on Disney+. Plus. Yes. Yeah. On Disney+, Plus, where you have to purchase it. Mm-hmm. Didn't know that if you purchase it one time. I mean, that's kind of cool when you think about it. But I feel same, like for $30, I should own that movie. I was about to say, because it's not the same thing as owning it. Like if you want to buy it on iTunes yeah. for your kids or yourself or whatever other distributors that you use as far as like purchasing your in-home movies or whatever. Yeah. I, I like, I understand what they're saying. Like as long as you keep your subscription, but even if I get rid of it for $30, I should be able to keep that movie. Yeah, that's, that's not a fair. lot of money. That's not fair. Yeah. So hopefully it's something else to that. Yeah. And not just you give us your money and hey, you just add it on. But I think that 30 might be to rent it. That sucks. Well, I guess you'll, we'll get more information or maybe we'll see when it shows up on Disney Plus. I guess we'll see, but that's pretty, pretty whack. Yeah. Uh, I agree. But I mean, hey. If that's what you want to do, it'd be a time and something new to try. Uh, what they say, the new normal? Hmm? I don't really use that term. I, what? I'm not really a fan of that. <laughs> what? Okay, so here's some exciting news. Let's they go. have started casting for House of the Dragon, which is the HBO original series. It's, of course, Game of Thrones. I'm here. Um, so according to EW.com, um, it's going to be based on the book Fire and Blood. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess the information in Fire and Blood is set 300 years before the events of Game of Thrones. Okay. Um, so there will be 10 episodes as it was with Game of Thrones. I look forward to it. So, um, I got excited about this piece. Uh, Miguel Sapochnik is going to be one of the people returning to direct along with Ryan Condal, I think is his last name. Okay. But Miguel Sapochnik, uh, directed two of my favorite episodes, I believe. So he directed Battle of the Bastards. Okay. And he directed Heart Home. Do you remember the episode Heart Home? No, but I do remember Battle of the Bastards. So Heart Home is that episode. I always have to bring this up because I think this is how you remember it. Do you remember they had that entire fight and then like as John and them were in the boat leaving, he did the whole thing, lifted his hands and all the dead people stood up. Okay. Yeah. That's when he was chilling with the, the wildlings and then he knew that chick. That's when John killed. killed one of the lead White Walkers. Right. Yeah. So that's Heart Home basically. That was a good episode. It was a very good episode. So I was excited. I guess he's like really good at like doing battles and stuff, Mm. like directing that kind of stuff. So I was excited to see that he's going to be, sorry, (laughs) to see that he's going to be returning for that. So, um, also, uh, we got news that John Wick five has already been announced by Lionsgate. Um, so once they are done, uh, filming John Wick 4, they're just going to roll right into filming John Wick 5. Do you think my, my role will be on screen? <laughs> I was an extra that got beat up. Oh, were you? I was I like didn't, a putty. I didn't know that. I was like a putty. Is that part of like an NDA or something? Because I didn't know you were doing that. See, you didn't call me. 
<laughs> exactly. All right, go ahead. Um, so John Wick 4 was supposed to be uh, released in 2021, but it has been moved to May 27, 2022. Dang. Yeah, because of Corona. So blame it on COVID. <laughs> um, and uh, no release date has been set for John Wick 5 so far. Man, John Wick 5 going to come right behind it. Yeah. So they're they going to try to, they're going to watch. They're going to, when, when theaters, when everything is safe. Uh-huh. And everything's going to be like, whether it's 2022 or 2023, they're going to be rolling some stuff out. Yeah, we're going to be hit with movies like once it's safe to go back to theaters. So, I mean, of course, you have like drive-in theaters and things right now. I think some theaters might be open, limited capacity probably. But um, it ain't going to be nothing like But once it gets like back to the normal Amounts, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be crazy. We're gonna be hit with movie after movie, probably. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, that's it for news. And is that Huey? What one new movie is coming out with the guy that played in uh Get Out? Oh, I don't know the name of that movie. Um, I know it's centered around the Black Panthers, right? Right. So it's Daniel Kaluuya and um, a Kaluuya, I think. And um, what is his name? Both of them are in Get Out, actually. Yeah, his he name also, is escaping me. He also plays in uh, ATL. You know, you know his name. He was not in ATL. The series, uh, Atlanta. Oh, him! I thought you meant ATL, like the TI no, movie. No, 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 not that, <laughs> not that, not that. Um, damn it! His name is escaping. Oh, uh, Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah, Lakeith. Yes, that guy. Yeah, you're right. Um, I'll try to put that in the news for next week. Give more information on that, but. Yeah. Yeah, they're supposed to be coming out with a movie. I think it's centered around the Black Panthers. Yeah, I think is it Huey? He knew, or, Huey P- or probably is it, is it somebody else? Uh, oh, yeah. I'll have more information on it next week. I'm Fred Hampton, sure. I believe. Okay. Yeah. I'll I'll try to remember to put that in the news next week. But yeah, that's it for news this week. Yeah, you got anything else that you want to follow up with? We want to get right into this episode. No. Let's get to the episode. Bam! So we back. <laughs> what episode? What two of? The series surrounding the Umbrella Academy. Yes. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about episodes three and four. Correct. Which are titled? Uh, episode three is titled The Swedish Job. So we're just going to go ahead and get started with this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this episode begins in 1960, uh, and it's showing Klaus and Ben together, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so we see that Klaus is offered help by an older woman after he's been thrown out of a diner because I think he has a tab. Of course, he doesn't have any money. He's in 1963. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming he noticed like how well off she was by like her shoes and things. <laughs> you think so? He looked at her shoes and said something about Chanel or something. Oh, I didn't even hear that. Mm-hmm. He's a fashion. He's a fashion fashionista. <laughs> so uh, I guess she like takes him in in a sense. So we see Klaus supposedly using his powers, but it's actually been just lifting him up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> I really love Klaus. Yeah. Um, so moving forward, we end up seeing them in Mexico in 1961, then in India in 1962. And we see he's been treated sort of kind of like a god there coming out of the water. And all he's this a prophet. Stuff. Yeah. Uh, then in San Francisco in 1963. And then so he tricks his followers into doing like some type of song or something so that he can escape. Yeah. So what did you think about this scene? I liked it because uh, it kind of showed what's been going on a little bit. Mm-hmm. Since they landed 
separately, but yeah. for some reason, I noticed that Klaus is a lot of people's favorite character. Really? Yes. I've looked on Facebook. I've looked on a few places. People are like, oh, if I, if I was one of the people in um, the Umbrella Academy, I would be Klaus. Ha, ha, ha. And yeah. I'm like. Klaus and, and five. I think, I feel like I would be five. Five as well. Yeah. I yeah. feel like I'm sort of kind of a smart ass like five. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get into that. Wow. <laughs> Um, I thought it was cool that we had like a small glimpse into yes, Klaus's I like, journey. I did, I did like that. Um, also, so Ben's on the bus in the scene, I think it's in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, so is the girl on the bus the reason why Ben wanted to go back? You notice how he was sitting there staring at her while she was reading the oh, book? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So is that why Klaus said like basically like you're a ghost, like there's nothing that you can do when you go back? Probably so. Probably so. Ben's in love. He's in love from beyond the grave. Yes, he is. <laughs> so uh, let's get into some rising action moments. So we see that Lila has saved uh, Diego's life. She fixes his wound or is it cauterized? How do you say it? Yeah, she, she cauterized it with some. Yeah. Um, we see Lila's proving to be useful. Very so, useful. Um, maybe she's been in some things where hmm. she knows how to fix people's wounds and things. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Vanya gets stopped by the, I call them the milkman. I don't know what they're called. I call them the uh, three-haired white Migos. Also, we didn't mention that one scene. I think that was actually how the episode ended, where they were in the kitchen together, just in their drawers, and they got a message from the uh, commission. Yeah. That was the weirdest scene ever. They were, like, throwing knives at each other's toes. Yeah, they're very weird. <laughs> and the other guy was standing there like cooking or washing dishes and something. Very weird. Yeah, okay. that's Quavo. Um, <laughs> I think Five called them the Ikea Mafia. Yeah. <laughs> Did he? Okay. Yeah. Um, So all three of them begin uh, shooting at her. She pulls off, she crashes the car, and then she runs into a cornfield. Um, As one of the guys like shoots at her, her powers basically like come to life to like get him up off her basically. Um, and then five was able to capture her powers on his atmospheric, uh, radar. Yep. So that was a way for he, where he was able to like go and find Vanya basically. Yeah. That was pretty smart too. Yeah. I wonder, um, so Elliot was like watching over that equipment and stuff. So I guess that he alerted five to it or whatever, but Vanya's powers are really cool. Yeah. If she can learn how to actually control them. Yeah. She'd be a really, really great force. I wonder, you know what else I noticed? So, like, she did the whole thing and they ended up leaving a circle in the cornfield. So, you know, people equate that with aliens, circles in cornfields. Yeah. So I wonder if that's, like, going to be a thing at some point. I'm sure it is. <laughs> I, autom- I automatically went to that when I seen it. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool, though. Um, So Luther has a moment where he thinks he saw Allison, you know, his obsession. Hmm. Um, So... At one point, his boss offers to help, you know, him find her by using some resources or people that he knows. Um, just to skip ahead a little bit, they're able to find her and give Luther uh, yeah. her address or whatever. So Five finds Vanya, you know, using that uh, equipment that he has. Uh, he tells her that he's her brother. Uh, and he also tells her that the three men are trying to kill her because she's not supposed to be in 1963. Um, and during this scene where he finds her, that's where we get to see the impact of her powers because of the circle and the cornfield. Right, because initially only seen the dude, the dude fired a bullet and she, her powers pretty much activated. Mm-hmm. A big spark went and she took off running. We yeah. didn't actually see the impact, impact that it left. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, so Allison arrives at Klaus's house and she finds him in the pool. Uh, they're extremely happy to see each other. Klaus says he thought he was the only one left. Um, they talk about a few things. So they talk about Klaus's cult. Uh, and Allison mentions that she hasn't used her power since the Vanya incident. So if you, in season one, she actually had her throat cut by Vanya. Um, what, what's the thing that you use for the bow. violin? It's yeah. the bow. I yeah. used to play the violin, yeah. Yeah. You did? Oh, you did tell me that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she actually cut, uh, Allison's throat with that. And she wasn't able to speak for a year. So that's a long time. That is a long time. Um, I love the moment between, uh, Allison and Klaus when they finally see each other. Cause the siblings are at this point where they're starting to find each other. Yeah. Um, and she like, he's like trying to find, I don't know if he just could not get out of the pool. <laughs> You know, you know what oh, I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, 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 so yeah. she like jumps in and they like embrace each other. I thought that was like so cute. Um, so then we see the handler also arrives in 1963. She stops at a pet store. Is it a pet store? Yeah, she stopped at a pet store. Okay. So she talks to some little boy about like tapping on the glass and things like that, uh, which is extremely weird. This, I guess the kid's in there by himself. Um, she says something to him and he ends up peeing on himself and runs out. Um, and then, we find out that she is in 1963 to obviously find five. She has like his files and things like that. Right. And it's hard to tell what time she's in because she always kind of dresses like this. That's honestly true. <laughs> I wonder what she said to him hmm. to make him like pee on himself. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, so moving on to some climax moments from the episode. Uh, ben and Klaus get Ray freed from jail. Uh, because, you know, Klaus said they did time together, even though they were in there for like three hours together. Yeah, probably. <laughs> that's why I laughed. I'm like, come on, you just in holding. He's so dramatic. Um, so Ben throws the cop sandwich like at the door. He plays with the lights and then he types free chestnut or die <laughs> on, on the typewriter. And then after he's freed, you know, Ray sees Klaus uh, sitting there because he recognizes him from talking to him in jail. And then Klaus kind of like drops the bomb on Ray and tells him that he's his brother. And I wish he wouldn't have said that because as soon as he said that, I was like, he's about to mess something up. Yeah. I don't, but it wasn't like the intent to, like, it wasn't like a cruel intent or anything to do that. I think he was just excited, like, hey, I'm able to like pull some strings to get him freed. Right. You know, and because, you know, Ray's like, yeah, like, you know, we're all brothers and such and such or whatever. And Klaus is like, no, like, you're like my brother in law. Yeah, I knew he was gonna mess some stuff up. But he probably didn't know that Allison didn't mention anything. And he should, she, she should have asked her before that because that's true. They were all separate for many years. That's very true. Or a couple. Months. They all thought they were the last one. That's true. Yeah. So here's my thing. Um. So especially like during this time frame that we end, or we're, we end, we're end. Uh, I wonder like how the cop went about getting him released. So did he like tell them that a ghost? Told him to do it. Like, how did he explain that he needed to be freed? He probably just said, I don't know. I just feel like he probably just, he made a way. Or did he just say like, hey, he's here on something petty. Like, let's let him go. Come on now. During that time. I'm just man, saying, I don't know. A black man there on something petty. That's what I'm saying. I so know. I wonder like how that, that ended up like happening. Like how he explained to them like, hey, somebody typed on a typewriter to be free chestnut or die. I doubt, I doubt he did that. You don't think he said anything about what happened? No, I think he was just scared that he made it happen. Okay. He probably went back there and unlocked him himself and did the paperwork. Probably so. Um, so five tells Vanya about their life and how they got to 1963. 
He doesn't tell her that she's the reason for the apocalypse, though, which I feel like he sort of kind of should have. Did he think she couldn't handle it, or did he think uh, that she was going to have another episode, or like what yeah, was that about? Bonnie's kind of unstable still, if you ask me. You're right. You're right. Uh, where did I leave off? Okay. So Vanya, uh, tells him what happened. Like when she arrived, she was hit by a car coming from the alley. So I'm assuming the impacts from that was Carl is probably what caused her to lose her, her memory. Good observation. Yeah. Um, because I think she said she only remembered stuff up until about a month ago or something, or she didn't remember anything up until about a month ago. True. Is that what she said? Some in that ballpark. Okay. But she might be right. I'm assuming she got maybe hit by a sissy or somebody because I guess that's how she ended up living with him. That's my only guess um, up to this point. So then um, Vanya calls Sissy to tell her, you know, she found her younger brother. Um, then they have, you know, a conversation or whatever. And then a little bit into the conversation, Five comes over and hangs up on her basically. Um, and he says that they need to go and that Sissy isn't important. So my question here is, um, because five, like, you know, knows what it's like to jump through time and be not alone. know if you're going to be, you know, be able to get back to your loved ones or whatever. Yeah. Do you think he's trying to prevent them from getting like attached to the people in their lives? I feel in 1963? so. Okay. I feel so. Yeah. Like, I think he understands like having those attachments, you know, not knowing when you're going to be, be able to go home. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, I think he's just trying to be helpful. He's just doing it in an assholey way. <laughs> assholey way. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. Um, so moving on to Diego, uh, he tries to continue his mission, of course. Uh, but Lila stops him. Um, and she starts telling him about her childhood and how she found her parents dead at the age of four. Um, so he tries to kiss her, she slaps him, and then, you know, she kisses him and then they end up having sex about Elliot's like getting his cook on in the kitchen. I know he's gonna you know, I knew they was going to find a way for them to kind of make sex. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, what's her name? Larissa? <laughs> yeah. And also, uh, I know I felt Elliot because I'm like, bruh. Oh, yeah. Somebody threw something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's trying to fix like his tuna mold or whatever. Yeah. Like, come on, man. <laughs> um. So then Luther shows up to Allison's house to see her. Uh, so when he arrives, so does her husband, and Luther finds out that she's married. Um, Ray says that Allison mentioned that she had family up north, but she didn't mention a brother. Um, so this is the second brother that Ray is meeting in the same day. Right. Uh, Ray gets a call, you know, that the sit-in is back on, and, you know, he asks, uh, what's his name, Luther, if he wants to leave a message for Allison. He said, you know, just to tell her that he wants to talk to her. So I'm assuming this is a lot for Ray to take in. I just got out of jail. I'd have met two brothers that I didn't even know existed. Exactly. Um, so this is all a little bit confusing. And then on top of that, these brothers are white. <laughs> in a time where that's a little different, especially for what Allison is mm-hmm. behind. And I think he just doesn't really know a lot about her past. So he's kind of like questioning these people like, okay, this is a little weird. Right. You know, you're showing up here. And I just got home. I don't know. Luther has this thing to him where it's just like he, you know, Diego has this obsession, but so does Luther. Yeah. And I think Allison is his, his obsession. That's very true. Um, It's a little weird. I mean, I know they're like not blood siblings, but 
it's still kind of weird. Yeah. So they confessed. Did they confess like feelings for each other in season one? Uh, they as children they kissed, right? They kissed. They were like close. It was I think like, they kissed as adults. Yeah. So okay. it's one of those things. Okay. Um. So then, uh, the sitting commences. Uh, Allison's husband arrives and he's like upset with her, right? So he's upset about her not telling him about her brothers or whatever. Right. So as things go on in the the sit-in, uh, you know, they're getting physically and verbally abused. I feel like somebody was pouring salt on somebody's head. Yeah. So one of the, either the patrons or the, the owners of the diner was like going past and like pouring either salt or sugar on their heads. Yeah. White yeah. people are standing there yelling, get out and all this other stuff. At first I thought it was like a, a, a can of soda. And I'm like, this is a um, this is a bottomless can of soda, but it's it was like salt. <laughs> you or did say that. <laughs> um, so as you know, events un un is it unfurl? Sure. Unwhirl. Unfurl. Whatever the the correct word is. Uh, Ray is outside. Like he ends up getting beat by a police officer. So here's my thoughts on this thing. Hit it. This is very toned down compared to things that probably actually happened. Mm-hmm. Um, during that time frame, I'm not saying I needed to see people getting their heads busted and like all this other stuff, but I don't know. It just seems very toned down in comparison to events that actually happened over time. They definitely, from what we understand and what we've been told by actually people that were living during that time, mm-hmm. there was a filter on that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, um, I I'm assuming it was for the episode. I don't know if kids are watching or things like that, but right. it's history. And if we're going to be honest about history, it was never that toned down. Okay. I feel you. Also, my other problem is, who starts an argument at a sit-in? I did not understand that. Like, I understand you are unaware of things from her past and things are looking a little weird to you. I mean. But the focus at that time should be the sit-in. He came in, he said, he's like, he has an attitude. About not knowing these things. And he wants to have a discussion at the sit-in. She like, you know, what's she trying to get him to like change the yeah. conversation? Yeah. Like, you know, later yeah. <laughs> we could talk about this. He was, he was ready to argue. You were making faces. What's up? Because, you know, when you, when you just ready to be petty, you ready to be petty. But you shouldn't be being petty at a sit-in. There's a focus when you're there. When that pettiness runs deep in your veins, it's hard to maintain. I don't see Ray as a petty person. Oh, I do. You do? Okay, go ahead. I can see petty a mile away because just like you said, this is a sad thing, but Mm -hmm. for somebody to come into somewhere knowing that you're doing a protest. That he is the head of planning, to be honest. And instead of saying we need to talk and then focus on the thing that you're supposed to be doing, Mm -hmm. you're petty. Yeah. And you hold stuff against people real quick. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, it stems from pettiness. He's ready to tear her head off, but he can't at this moment. Yeah. And then also, there was a part in the episode, in the, not in the episode, in the scene where I think I saw a black woman like grab a cop. That would never go down back then. Oh, yeah. She probably would have got beat down. Yeah. I don't know. This whole thing just felt like very, very. Yeah, I seen your face while I was watching. You was like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you have to remember this is a show and they're trying to show something, but they're not trying to go like too deep into it just to let you know that. But you know, I'm not happening. one of those people. I don't really like watching that kind of stuff, but I feel like if you're going to do it, do it right. Hey, I mean, like 
you kind of looked at me crazy like when they pulled Ray away from the the bar and like started like tussling with him or like beating him with a stick or something and I was yeah. like okay because they, they, they start they, they ain't gonna pull you away they usually start beating you before they even and it's not like I wanted to see that but I'm just like if we're gonna be honest be honest you know I'm gonna tell you this quick story mm-hmm. I wasn't born on 1960s I got roughed up by a police officer and he didn't pull or do nothing to me yeah. Uh, it was the effects of what he was doing that made me move, if you feel what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So I know back then that they used to get it. Yeah. For sure. I mean, water hoses, dogs being sick on people. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was listening to this. Um, this is just like off on a sidebar. They were talking about John Lewis and mm-hmm. where they were going to do. I think they were going to do a sit in somewhere. Yeah. When they arrived, they were attacked at the train station or the bus station or something. Okay. And he was, like, hit upside his head or something, like, with a milk crate or something. Like, they used to, like, do crazy things to people back then. So, once again, not saying we needed to see all of that. Yeah. But it just felt very toned down. And also, we were able to fit those types of actions into that scene as well. Yeah. So, what I feel like, I understand what you're saying. But at the same time, just like, you know, they showed us. That they were prejudiced and also racist. Yeah. And they gave us a little bit of it. So I'm just like, okay. But when I seen when I I did see him get pulled, I was like, Yeah, they would have started beating you <laughs> before. You you would have been trying to run from those hits is what would have got you away from the bar. Yeah. I'm assuming maybe well, I don't even know if kids should be watching Umbrella Academy, to be honest. Let me not I'm not judging anybody's parenting or anything, but it's pretty. Uh, it's probably like TV. It's probably like rated fifteen or seventeen. Or it's something. pretty out there. Straightforward. It's like the kid who plays five is like an old man. He does it. I don't know how he does it, but he does it so well. I feel like he's older than me, and I want to meet him. He's not older than you. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like oh. the way he plays the character, <laughs> yeah, it makes me feel like he's older than me. Yeah, like he can teach me something. Yeah, and I like smart asses, so that's another reason why he's one of my favorites. Uh, so let's move to some falling action moments. So, um, at the same time that the sit-in and everything is going on, I think, uh, Klaus goes to a hardware store to find David. So when I heard him say something about David, it immediately clicked in my head. I'm like, oh, David's the guy that he met when he time traveled. Yeah. So he is somebody that he met when he, uh, time traveled back to the Vietnam War or he enlisted in the Vietnam War or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, so Ben tells him like, you shouldn't do that. It's selfish and you're going to confuse him. Right. So Klaus, you know, Klaus being Klaus, he wants to convince him not to sign up for the war. Why? I don't know. Um, <laughs> Allison, uh, we see that Allison also finally uses her powers when Ray is being beat by the police at the sit-in. Uh, Ray is shocked because he doesn't know what she said to get the cops to stop. Uh-huh. Uh, and he runs away from her. Um, Klaus notices the sirens and everything. As the scene is going on and he's yeah. like, Oh crap, Allison. So he runs to where she is. So at some point he uh, grabs her from the chaos. Like when Ray's like running away from her or whatever. Yeah. Meanwhile, Luther's asking to be beat up in his fight because he wants to feel pain. I hate those types of scenes. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so my question is, why does Klaus think this is a good idea? To mess with uh, the boy David or Dave, whatever. Yeah. I, <sighs> So, so he feels like he's doing him a favor. Um, but 
I'm starting to wonder, like, if none of them really understand the consequences of changing events. I was just about to say that. I don't think they really understand. Well, it's from Klaus' position. I don't think he really understands. I think that Klaus has some type of feelings for this guy, as we see in season one, mm-hmm. when he got sent back there and was stuck there for some time. Yeah. Uh, or did he leave? I forgot what happened. What but do you mean? Did he leave on purpose or did he... Was that accident? No, I think he was, like, testing out things. Okay, so and he, he jumped, and he jumped to a point where he couldn't get back. Okay, so he's there, and he has feelings for this guy. Uh, we've seen these types of stories before in on, like, movies and stuff, but I think that he's messing up the timeline with this, and I think this is probably why so much stuff's going to happen. Because Diego keeps doing stuff like that, too. Right, and it's like you're trying to go back and help this lost love that – you would have never met in the first place if you wouldn't have had that accident and jumped. And then Diego keeps trying to go and stop. Well, sense. Klaus ended up finding that suitcase that helps you time travel, and that's how he ended up doing it. I don't know. I can't remember exactly how he got the suitcase. Oh, you know what? Remember he got captured by um, Cha-Cha and um, Hazel? Hazel. And I think he escaped from the hotel and he stole the suitcase. Mm, okay. And I think that's how he ended up time traveling. Okay. And he ended up in... Whatever time frame Vietnam War was. Yeah, 1960s. Yeah. Uh, and I think Diego trying to stop this whole assassination thing, you're messing with the timeline. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, I don't know if in like in the more like the episodes as it goes on, they understand like, hey, us doing this is messing and disturbing things. Mm-hmm. You know what's funny? Like when... Um Oh, you never, never mind. That's a, a different part. I'll get to that when I get to it. Okay. Um, so I, my other thought was too, so you know, like the world ended in the previous season or whatever. Right. When they did finally get to 63 or 5 finally got there, things were of course completely different because the Russians were there and things like that. Yeah, on our turf. So I wonder, is this a totally different time to where, uh, since the world ended technically does it not matter if whether or not history changes hmm uh that's a good question it's a good question because uh, if not if if like if things are gonna still sort of kind of play out the same i don't understand why they keep doing this yeah it's a good observation yeah yeah also luther's doing way too much for me <laughs> like i just want to know okay so <laughs> So he's he's reacting to this news of her being married. Like, she wasn't married with a child in season one. Right. So I'm assuming maybe it's because maybe they sort of kind of confess feelings for each other that now he's feeling a bit different. Yeah, and I think that maybe the whole the whole thing of thinking that he was the only one, find out everybody's there, then he found out that Allison is still alive mm-hmm. and confessing the feelings. He's mm-hmm. in love with her. Uh he was able to suppress the feelings in the first season because his father sent him to the moon, so he didn't yeah. have to be around anybody. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these things were suppressed, and I think what keeps happening with him is suppression. And that's pretty much all I can think of. Yeah, I just, I was so confused. I'm like, okay, she's been married before. Right, that's what I'm like. With the kid. A whole kid. Yeah, so I don't know. But I, I'm with you. I do hate when people do stuff like, oh, I, I need to feel pain kind of stuff. It's, yeah, like, it's like stupid. It's like beat me to a pulp. I want to feel outside what I feel inside. <laughs> it's like, all right, bro. Yes. 
so resolutions of or resolution i guess you could say of the episode uh lila leaves diego in bed um she goes to the pet store where we originally saw the handler um she grabs a key from the treasure treasure chest that's inside the tank uh where the fish are um and then she goes to meet the handler which we find out is her mom dun 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 air quotes so um i did not see that coming uh me neither that the handler was going to be her mom now i did see in the beginning of the episode they did when she walked into the pet store the handler they did do a shot of that treasure chest where it looked like it was like a jewel or something inside yeah a little fake uh so i do remember that part and then like when she left i figured i was like she's probably going to go meet the handler but i did not see it coming that they were going to be like related ish uh i didn't think it was going to be lila that was the curveball i thought it was going to be uh sissy yeah we we did kind of like talk about that last episode right yeah so what do you think about this episode uh for the most part it's cool i think uh i liked it we got a chance to catch up with everybody see what they've been kind of doing mm-hmm. especially klaus which is everybody's favorite character these days <laughs> and uh you know people actually loved klaus even in season one I'm just, yeah. yeah. But I see more people watching it. Yeah. Because we kind of stumbled upon it. Like, I remember he was like, is this Umbrella Umbrella Academy? I don't even know how I heard about it. He was like, you want to watch this? And then we started watching it. And then we started watching it. We was like, this is good. Mm-hmm. And then we finished it. But anyway, uh, I like that, that they kind of just went through a little uh, montage. Yeah. And showed us some stuff. Yeah. Uh, what I didn't like mm-hmm. is the whole Luther bit. <laughs> yeah uh move on bro yeah like get out of this time that you in like focus on what you're supposed to be focused on or stay there i don't know but like bro you gotta move on yeah she she obviously keeps moving on mm. so. yeah. Yeah. um i liked it overall um i don't know if i had like any favorite like pieces from it um i did have an issue with like how events went at the sit-in not the part where it felt toned down but the fact that he walked in and started an argument at a sit-in i was just like why would you do that it was a bit petty um so i don't know know if there's anything that i like truly like disliked disliked um i did like that we got to see a bit uh of klaus's little adventures in the beginning (laughs) klaus's little adventures yeah um but yeah, overall, I thought it's pretty cool. It's a pretty good episode. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty, pretty steady. Yeah, um, I do like that they're finding each other now. Yes. Um, I feel like we're gonna get to the shits pretty soon. So. Hey. You ready to move on to episode four? Episode four. Okay, so episode four is called the Majestic Twelve. Ooh. So this episode begins in London, England, in 1993. Uh, spot a T. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> And you called me a fake Briton. Um, <laughs> we see a woman and a man getting killed in their home. They're tied up or whatever. Uh, the handler is there, of course. Uh, and she notices a toy on the floor. And then she finds a young Lila inside of the vent in the home. Um, so she takes her home and, and she starts training her. She's raising her, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, later in life, we see Lila ends up killing someone after like a night out. I don't know if she went to like a prom or something or just like a dance or something, but the man was grown. So I feel like it was a, like a escort setup type mm-hmm. thing. Um, 
You laughed at me, but I was really excited because I liked the fact that the blood formed an umbrella in the beginning. I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was really cool. Um, so then Lila and, you know, the handler. I wonder what her name is. I'm tired, kind of tired of calling her the handler. Did she have the name? Did she have a name on me? Maybe we're reading it wrong. Maybe it's not the, maybe it's Tay Handler. And her, her, her first name's Tay, her last name. Yeah. It, it's the handler. All right. <laughs> Uh, so basically like they're talking about protecting five rather than killing him. Cause Lila's like, you know, why not just kill him? That's like a thing, I guess. Um, the handler said he's worth more to her dead than alive. Um, she tells her to kill Diego if she wants to kill. <laughs> Sorry. That's messed up. Man. <laughs> if she wants to kill someone, but you know, Lila says no, basically. I'm tired of Diego and his facial hair. Now it's, it's starting to bother me. Cause in the beginning I was like, oh, he looks kind of cool. And now it just looks, it's like the wig or something's getting worse. This time I don't goes know. On. <laughs> So Lila then asked her about the three men that arrived at the mental institution. Um, the handler says she sent them to make it look good, um, you know, so that people don't think they're working together, I guess. Um, and she assures Lila that no one is trying to kill her. What? Nothing. <laughs> oh, you looked at me like you had something to say. Um, so my question is, did Lila not see, uh, like, what they did to her parents? Because why is she uh, trusting the Exactly. Handler? That was my whole thought. I know she was four, but I'm assuming she may have some memory. I'm assuming her parents made her hide in the vent or whatever. It was something. We got to get deeper on what happened to the parents because it was like a vent, but it was like a whole area in the wall. Like, it? Yeah, it was like a, a hiding that. spot. Go back and look. It's like a whole You mean because it was like deep in the back? Maybe that's just how the house was built. No, it was like it was cut high enough for you to crawl into. Oh. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I just don't, I don't know why she, I'm assuming her parents had something to do with the committee. I feel like they or did. Or commission, I think. Yeah, so. most definitely. Um, but I wonder why she trusts her. I wouldn't trust her. I wouldn't trust somebody like that either. Like, you killed my parents. Yeah. I mean, or maybe she just saw the guy who shot and killed him. But then in my head, I would be like, well, where the heck did you come from? Yeah. I don't know. But it is cool that we get to get, uh, some background on, uh, on Lila, because like even the training sequence where she's like, it's kind of weird. She's like shooting at her while she's like doing flips and stuff. I'm like, hey, this yo. is pretty tense. I'm like, this is child abuse. <laughs> it is child <laughs> abuse, is actually. Child abuse. <laughs> um, I guess she's training her for the real world, and then you know she took her to school and she's like, trust no one. Hold up, what real world? And like, just in your mind, off the top of thinking of the real world, mm-hmm. in this first world country, yeah, is that life? What do you mean, like training a kid like that? training like you you busting uh she got the the thing busting at her yeah why she jumping through tires and all types of stuff it's not like she's training her in like combat or something she's just like shooting at her i guess like to be able to avoid bullets and things i don't know whatever <laughs> i was like this is pretty intense uh for a kid um but anyway moving on um vanya uh helps out luther basically uh he wakes up and she like hands him something. Is it a pillow or something? I think it is. Uh, he asks her why she's there and what she knows. Uh, she asks Luther what caused the apocalypse since she feels like she's not getting all of the details. Uh, so he told her that, you know, she was the reason and he told her how, uh, everything happened. Then as they're talking, Jack Luther's boss, uh, who's Luther's boss, sorry. He comes in angry, um, about the fight, of course, because he feels like Luther threw the fight, which he did. Um, and then he says they're done. Also, can we just talk about his fighting tactic? It's a little old. 
you can kind of feel it feel it out it's like okay i'm gonna let you beat my ass and then after about a couple minutes and then i'm gonna get in your ass and then i'm gonna win <laughs> i'm gonna get in your ass i'll check this out uh when I first seen it, I was like, this is the oldest crap I've ever seen. Yeah. First off, and then I said, who keeps coming to these fights knowing that this is how they start off? Yeah. Y'all starts off getting his ass whooped. Yeah. And then it's like, he gives the balls a look, the balls look back at him. He gives him a little nod or whatever. And then he starts breaking them off with them goddamn monkey knuckles. <laughs> he actually, that's funny because he actually does have monkey knuckles or not knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> monkey knuckles. <laughs> It's not monkey though. He's what gorilla, gorilla, ape. Yeah. So, well, you correct me if I ever say that's a difference between uh, apes okay. and monkeys. Uh, so uh, he tells Vanya. Uh, he tells what? Oh yeah, he told Vanya. Luther told Vanya to get out, and then for some reason, I decided to punch a hole in the wall. Um, which also shows again how strong he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Vanya leaves, uh, and then she goes back to the farm. Uh, five tries to convince her to stick together or to at least be ready when he needs her, and she drives off. Uh, so I thought it was funny because once, uh, the whole thing transpired, like five looked up to where Luther was, and Luther gave him the middle finger. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> both Luther and Vanya were talking about, like, how much of an asshole he is. Yeah. He's a ho. <laughs> but when he punched a hole, like, in the wall, five, like, laughed. I guess like at Vanya because he's like, you know, basically like that's not going well or something. But he also, she also said that five said that Luther was better off being alone. Do you remember him saying that? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so moving on, uh, Allison is calling around. She's looking for Ray. Uh, she called, you know, the hospital or whatever. And she's like, of course, like, I know you guys don't treat blacks. And then she hangs up on him. Um, but she's not able to locate him. Uh, so she leaves home to uh, go and find him. Mm-hmm. So do you have any thoughts on any of these scenes that I just talked about? Uh, I, I always think it's cool when uh, siblings are hanging around each other for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, I love being around my siblings. I mean, we get on each other's nerves the same way that they do. Same yeah. here, too. It's an instant argument with my baby sister. But you know what? <laughs> I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, y'all are petty. <laughs> <laughs> I think me and my siblings, you know what? Not some lines say we outgrew our pettiness, but that's a lie. No, that's... Yeah. What? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move to some rising action moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Lila is back with Diego Five and Elliot. Um, they talk about finding their dad. Uh, Five knows where he's going to be since he retrieved an invitation from his office when they went to go visit in the episode where Diego got stabbed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the invitation is from a member of the Majestic 12. You were like set on figuring out what his name is. What is it? I don't know if it's like Hoyt or Hoyt. It's something. <laughs> It's something. Yeah. I'll put Yeah, whatever. Uh, so the Majestic 12, uh, basically it's like a secret committee. Uh, they are a group of scientists, military, and deep state, which he described as like a shadow government or something. Yeah, because the whole thing is they're a shadow government, and the thing that they have with Kennedy is he's trying to push him out of the shadows. So push who out of the shadows? The shadow government and expose them. So that's their beef with Kennedy. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't yeah. catch that. Okay. Um, so only 11, 11 members have been identified. Um, and then Diego's like, well, who is the 12th member? And five looks at him like basically like our dad's the 12th member. It's the planet's peanut man. Also, I thought what was funny in this scene was, uh, you know, they talked about their dad stabbing Diego. And Five's like, I'm surprised it took him that long to stab you because we've all had our moments. Hey, that was funny. (laughs) Yes. That was funny. 
<laughs> like we've all had our moments where we wanted to stab you. <laughs> you know what I might do? I might go back and watch this from beginning. Like once we get through reviewing it, I might go back and watch it from episode I think I'm one. going to. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be fun. <laughs> so uh Banya returns to the farm and, you know, she and Sissy embrace because she's happy to see her. She's like, oh, my God, you're okay. Um, And then she asks her, like, what happened? What? <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Are you laughing at me? Yeah. <laughs> um. Klaus is stalking David uh, at the diner. Uh, he wants, you know, the guy that's at the table with him gets up. You know, Klaus sits there. And he starts to tell him about the future, about enlisting in the Vietnam War. Um, and how it will be uh, a waste uh, because people, you know, are going to die for nothing. He says that he enlisted to – he's telling uh, David basically like you enlisted basically to like impress your uncle – yeah. Um, who was also at the diner with him. That's who got up from the table. Went to the bathroom, yeah. Uh, Brian shows up back at the table, um, and he calls, uh, Klaus a queer for buying pink paint. <laughs> um, and then after trying to talk to David for a few minutes, uh, Brian basically tells David to like hit him, like hit this queer and all, all this other extra shit. Yeah. Um, so, on, from the peer pressure, pressure i cannot what's going on with me from the peer from pressure. the peer pressure yeah, yeah uh david eventually uh hits him and then klaus leaves the diner because his feelings are hurt so what do you think about the scene i feel like he was very over the top with the whole queer thing uh you know what it made me think about the other things people have to deal with yeah apart from the, the prejudice of somebody's sexuality yeah and it's like we don't know because klaus has never really said what he is because he's he he might be non-binary, like a whole bunch of stuff. It's a whole bunch of things. It's none of our business, it's, honestly. But yeah, I was going to say, it's really none of our business <laughs> what he decides and what he wants to do. But it just makes me go back to that whole thing of like people that were in a LGBTQ, uh, invited as queer or whatever back in that day. The time was hard for them too. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's still, they still have, you know, trials and tribulations they have to go through now. Yeah, it's like why hit somebody if you feel like that's something to do with their sexual orientation. That has nothing to do with you. And then if you notice David's face, it's like he's almost kind of hesitant in this. I'm assuming David may also be. Yes, that's that's. I think that's what the whole thing is. And so he's like, wow, if this is how my... He's probably thinking to himself, like, if this is how my uncle feels about him, which is why he probably got up and hit him. Right. I don't want him to feel that way about me. Because my whole thing is, he's obviously of age where he goes to enlist in the army or his services. How old did you have to be back then? Was it 18 still? I think it was like 18. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong, but he could easily got up and said, or just sat there and said, no, I'm not going to do that. Can you just leave? Or he could have just got up and left. Mm -hmm. He didn't have to hit him. Well, Klaus asked him initially, you know, can I talk to you for at least five minutes? I guess like outside or whatever. And his uncle's like, hit him, hit this queer. And I was like, calm down. Yeah, bro, you ain't got to do all that. Like, you are doing way too much. Yeah. (laughs) That part pissed me off. I was like, this guy's an idiot. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, uh, moving on, uh, Allison finds them at the salon having a meeting without her, which is very shady. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Ray basically thinks she's a traitor uh, since she was able to get the cop to stop. He Which definitely thinks she's a mole. You can't kind of blame him. Uh, he asked her, he said, what is it? Is it FBI or like, he starts naming like other government groups. I see what he means. So, cause he asked her again, like, what she whispering in the cop's ear? It's like, okay. You are related to these two white guys from out of nowhere. I don't know anything about these guys. Right. I barely know anything about your past. Right. Like, who are you in a sense? 
So he's like, okay, you said something to this cop and this cop stopped and walked away. Like, are you, like you said, like, are you a mole or something? Like, I don't know. I can't, I can see his, his side on that. Um, uh, he basically, so he asked her like what she whispered in the cop's ear. Uh, she said she begged him to stop hating him. Uh, and so he starts talking about the timing of her arrival at the beauty salon. Uh, and then he walks back inside, leaving her outside. So, uh, he did say to her, he's like, you know, it's odd that you showed up out of nowhere sweeping here in a, a beauty salon. You know, like, I can see how he feels that way. Did you she's, have any thoughts she's on She's light. That? Uh, yeah. I kind of snickered a little bit because I'm like, Ray, <laughs> you think y'all operation is so top notch. Yeah. That they had somebody infiltrate that's from the FBI. They might. They might. But I'm just like, dude, calm down and talk to your wife. Yeah. Like, calm down and talk to your wife. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm sure it's tough for her. Cause even like when she walked in, one of the guys is like, you got some nerves showing up here. It's like, I would have told him like, hey, whatever me and my wife are going through between us, you shut up. Yeah. <laughs> And so, like, the black lady, I guess she had to, like, step up and, like, bray, like, talk well, to her, basically. Well, I guess she didn't know that they hadn't been, that he had did what he, like, you know, hadn't been home. Well, everybody looked at her weird when she walked in. Because they probably was wondering what, well, I feel like, you know, it's a mix-up thing. Cause I he feel probably like, told everybody. You think so? He gossiped, probably so. He is a chestnut. He's like, you know, he wouldn't tell anybody, like, yeah, I don't know how she got this cop to stop. He did his hand like that? Yeah, he probably did. He bet not. <laughs> I also think it's very cool when Allison uses her powers. It's creepy as hell when people's eyes go white, but I think it's super cool. Yeah, man, I be getting all types of French toast and pancakes. You shouldn't have to, like, do that. Rumor has it she snuck me extra two pancakes. Pancakes. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um. So do you think their relationship is going to survive? No. I don't either. No. Because I feel like this is reminiscent of her... In her actual time of how her relationship kind of went. Yeah. So, yeah. The only thing is she used it on a kid. I can agree with her husband being mad at her for using it on their kid to get her to go to sleep. I'm not mad at her, but I wouldn't want her to do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, don't do that no more. Yeah, you're right. I feel like, uh, for some reason, it feels like it was that one situation and then he was like, just done with her. Yeah, I feel like it made it seem like she did it every day. Yeah. And it's like, just don't do it anymore. Like, Unless that was the only time we saw it. Right. That's the only thing I can think of. But can't she just rumor him? Then that creates even more problems. Yeah, and I did say rumor has it. That's a good song. I keep saying that. It's a very good song. I love it, too. But I heard a rumor that you uh, stuck me a couple pancakes. We're going to move on. <laughs> so <laughs> Klaus goes to the liquor store and starts drinking again because his feelings are hurt. Cognac, too. Um. <laughs> But he was sober for three years. And Ben's like, do you really want to ruin your sobriety? Yes, that was actually pretty good for Klaus. Because if you watch the first season. My God, Klaus was, was a, a junkie. mess. <laughs> yeah. Total mess. Um, And I like that Ben's trying to encourage him through this. Because Ben obviously sees that his feelings and things are, are hurt. Um, And so even though Ben, you know, has his petty moments, he still cares about his brother, of course. And so, like, you know, don't ruin your three years of sobriety for this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So, but, you know, Klaus is in the liquor store. I'm hoping he had money to pay for this liquor because he's in there just down on liquor in the middle of the liquor store. Well, he has the lady that he married and he's the profit guy. So he got that bank. Did he marry that lady? 
I think he did. Big Bang Klaus, man. He's getting that, getting that change. But he didn't have any, I'm, I don't know if he had any cash on him, though, to just be in there just drinking people's uh, liquor. Klaus probably got some money in them boots he'd be wearing. You're probably right. Um, and then, you know, after he's done drinking, he goes back home and his followers are there. It's like a hippie van outside. In his house. In his house. I don't know how they got in there. Unless they, like, broke a window or something to get in. That's crazy. Um, so then we see five Diego and Lila arrive at the event where their dad is. Um, and then <laughs> Lila tries to tell five to go ahead, but he tells her, he said, Diego, you know, basically, uh, did he call him stupid? I feel like he said he might be uh, stupid enough to trust you in a sense, but he doesn't trust her. Oh yeah. He, he says, uh, he pretty much dissed him. Yeah. Pretty much called him simple. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, five's pretty good at reading people, I guess. Five's been through a lot. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, I, I wonder when he started to notice, like, oh, you know what? I think he kind of noticed it maybe in the beginning. I was just about to say that. Because he said something about, like, her coming with them and, you know, Diego, being Diego's like, you know, she's coming with us. Yeah. Mm, but you're right. Five has been through some things to notice. But I guess he's, like, kind of getting good at reading people in a sense. I don't know. Um. So then... We see Luther and Allison finally get to see each other. Uh, and she hugs him, but it's almost like he's not hugging her, right? Is uh, he like in shock or something? He's in shock, but he's also drowning his sorrows in barbecue. And his hands have a lot of barbecue sauce on them. So Luther has found a black spot to eat his food. Because and he's there's, there's plenty of black people outside. For sure. <laughs> uh, she asks him basically like if he's okay. Uh, he said that he's glad, uh, that she wasn't alone, you know, find out that she was married and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, Allison says she didn't give up on them, uh, on him. And then she said them, I think. Uh, but the last time that five jumped, he was gone basically like for a while. So she didn't know. Um, and then Luther says no one gets to tell us how to deal with the end of the world, not even each other. And I thought that was pretty powerful because that's very true. Yeah. Um, so then they start updating each other on their siblings and everything. Uh, and Luther laughs. He's like, you know, it's funny basically because we're facing like another situation where it's like, you know, end of the world basically. Yeah. What were your thoughts on that scene? Uh, as far as the barbecue, which one are you talking about? The scene with him and Allison. Yeah, I think it was well needed. I think like, uh, honestly, between from them being children up until now, the reason Luther, it made me notice that the reason Luther is so on her like that, mm-hmm. because yes, they were all adopted. Mm-hmm. He paid for all of them to be, you know, brought into his home. Mm-hmm. But Allison is Luther's grounding. It's his norm. His his what he needs to feel normal. Mm. I can see that because he's number one, right? Yes. And his dad did these experiments on him and. Tell him, him you're number one. He's supposed to be like the handsome guy mm-hmm. and all these things. But Allison was his grounding to make yeah. him feel kind of normal. I can see that. So, yeah. Um, I thought it was pretty cool because I mentioned it to you. I thought it was pretty cool like in the scene where they hugged each other and nobody was there. Yeah. It's like he felt like they were the only two in the world that were together. Um, I felt like I had something to say right here. And then I like... Oh, I thought it was funny that, you know, like them finding each other, things are starting to like happen. Yeah. So Allison said in the scene, she's like, you know, uh, basically like when they get together, that's when like, you know, shit starts to happen. And that's, it's funny because shit's starting to happen. <laughs> that's the first thing I thought when 
I initially seen that they all came to different times, mm-hmm. and then I noticed that they were together. Mm-hmm. And if that's that initial scene, I was like, so them apart, nothing's happening. But when they get together, yeah. and this is before we get to episode four. Yes. So Ray meeting her two brothers out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Luther. You know, finding out that Alan's is married, so he wants to get beat up for it. Uh, all this other stuff. So, I mean, she wasn't lying when she said that. Yeah. Uh, so let's get to some climax moments. Uh, Five and Diego, once they're inside the house or whatever, they split up to find their dad. Uh, Lila tries to follow Five, but Diego stops her and then they get into a little, little tango, a little dance. Um, <laughs> Diego, uh, I thought this part was like really cool. So Diego sees their mom, but it's the human version of their right. mom. Grace. Um, so their dad also happens to be her date for the night. Uh, she finds, you know, she found Diego a little odd because he walked up to her and called her mom. And she's just like, I've never been called that before. Yeah. <laughs> so she asked him like if he was okay or whatever. Uh, Diego tells Grace it was nice meeting her. Uh, and then he goes to find Lila. And then we also see that the three blonde men are there. So this is where the mom comes from. And do yes. we know that Diego was really attached to her because he was like hell bent on her being fixed. Yeah. You know, like when she was going through whatever issue she was going through in the mm-hmm. beginning of the, uh, season one. Um, so I guess that maybe something happens to her and he models this robot or whatever after her. It's possible. Or maybe as time went on, they separated and he makes the robot after her. Cause she never really leaves the house, right? I don't think so. I don't know if she took him like to school or anything. But they didn't really go know, to school because she, they was living at the house. And, I mean, she was, like, I guess they're – she was the only emotional person, I guess you could say, towards them because they their dad was kind of, like, I guess an asshole in a sense. Well, I hope – Because, you know, Diego's still traumatized from things from childhood. I hope that uh, these newer episodes, these episodes after this show us a little bit more about her, even if it's just a little bit. I like the – yeah. Know the details of the, some of these characters. So we've met the dad. We've met baby Pogo. <laughs> Pogo got hands. He's hit five up. And now we see where, uh, Grace, like where, I guess. The mom. The I'm robotic sorry. form of her comes from. Well, she's based after, loosely based on a true story. Wow. <laughs> so Sissy offers to leave with Vanya, um, because, you know, I guess she's in a little bit of trouble. Uh, she offers to leave and not tell Carl, who we called Paul last episode, and that is not his name. It's Carl. Sorry, bucko. <laughs> He's like out of town or something somewhere. Um, so Harlan hears them talking or whatever, and then he runs off. Uh, she, Vanya finds his toy in the water. I thought maybe his toy just ended up being in the water. He had like ran another direction or something, mm-hmm. but she did something really cool. Uh, she uses her powers to lift the water. And then she finds Harlan underneath the water. So what I got to say about that real quick is Harlan must get bricks in his pockets unless he was like right on the shore. And if you I don't know if you was paying attention, but like it said like splash of water, like he jumped in the water, but his toy was still on. the. Mm-mm. Yeah. So it was a splash. And that's why she was also running towards that way. No, I did not notice that. Yeah. Hmm, good observation. Um. But here's the part, because you just you mentioned earlier, like, if she learns how to control him, she obviously knows to do something here. Yeah. Um. So I wonder, like, how she figured out how to sort of kind of control them since they've been suppressed for so long. 
And she said she didn't really remember anything. Maybe she feels like she just reenacted what happened. Mm. Oh, in the field. In the field. You're right. Possibly. Um, she also, uh, it was a, it was a dire situation. I think a lot of Vanya's, uh, powers work off emotion, i.e. the last couple episodes of the first season. And so much stuff happened. When she got so emotional that she caused the world in. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, you know, she pulls him from the water. Uh, she tries to resuscitate him. And then, you know, while giving him, <clears throat> what's he called? Uh, rescue breaths. Sure. And doing CPR. Whatever you want to call Chest it. compressions. Those chest compressions were trash, by the way. I know you can't, like, do chest compressions on somebody who doesn't need them. Because then you could probably harm somebody. But right. they were trash. Um <laughs> And then she, you know, while she's doing that, she ends up actually blowing some of her powers into him. And then he wakes up. Or what looks like some of her powers. Mm, pimp juice. Uh, so later, later in the evening, we find out, you know, Sissy feels invisible to everybody but Vanya. Because, you know, Vanya makes her feel, feel special. And so she kisses Vanya. Uh, and then they continue, which we sort of kind of could see coming. We seen that like in a first. Yeah episode yeah i feel like a lot of people probably saw that coming yeah it's it's kind of obvious at this point you yeah. know she's like reading the lines in her hands rubbing on her hands she's like very very uh attached and needy when it comes to vanya yes so yes you can see it coming uh so then uh what am i what did i write here Anyway, so Luther goes to uh, Elliot's uh, looking for five since he was kicked out because a guy who, I guess, owned the apartment's like, hey, I'm cool with such and such and I don't want to cause any issues or whatever. So whatever. Um, so at some point, for some reason, him and Elliot start taking nitrous. Mm, good stuff. Uh, Elliot's dad used to be a dentist. And so he like left all that equipment and things and that place that they're in, he left it in the will. So that's where he got all that stuff from. <laughs> um and then we also see klaus shows up to allison's house drunk still reciting tlc lines it's a good song it is a very good song and he's on that cognac which <laughs> makes you reminisce a lot wow <laughs> so let's move to some falling action moments so sissy oh did i read that already i did it's all good oh this is where i'm sorry <laughs> uh so then five is in the closet he's listening to the majestic 12 uh, they are talking about Kenny's arrival and like his, the route for his motorcade or whatever. Uh, Reginald says that their plan may be ill-timed. I can't remember exactly why he said that though. Do you remember? I don't remember. Okay. Um, he also senses that somebody's in the room. So five has to jump from the closet to the hallway and then he runs into one of the blind guys in the hallway. Yeah. Uh, so I want to know like what the guy did because he uses his powers on five and it prevents him from being able to jump. Did you notice that? Yeah. Because when he did it, Five's like, shit. And uh -huh. then, like, he couldn't, like, move again. So then they end up, you know, fighting and Five's getting his ass beat because I don't think he's, like, a fighter. No, he's not a fighter. Um, and then uh, Diego shows up, of course, and then, you know, they're fighting or whatever. And then Lila shows up, and then but Lila goes to help Five, you know, from the direction of her mother. Yeah. Rather than Diego, uh, even though he was asking her for help. And Diego had two guys on him. He did. He was getting choked. <laughs> yeah. They had him in a... You want to know what I found fascinating here, too? What? So they were busting their guns at everybody, including Vanya. 
what happened in this scene? They decided they just wanted to go into like hand to hand combat with people. Uh, I feel like what happened was because one of the guys did have a gun. I feel like what happened is the big the big Migo. He <laughs> when five appeared, mm-hmm. he, of course he probably wasn't ready because he's it looked like he was just out there just standing. Mm-hmm. And five appeared in front of him. He was like, oh, here it is. Yeah. And then they noticed the tussling. Mm-hmm. They came around. They probably felt like they didn't need to bust their gun if they could bring the uh, five back alive without busting their oh, gun. Oh, yeah, you're right. She does want him alive. So Diego comes, and mm-hmm. they got to put hands on him. But Diego yeah. got them hands. And well, he a little crazy. They tried to shoot Diego the first time. But Diego a little crazy. Diego got them hands. You know, they don't he know. does. Also, I thought it was really cool that they filmed that fighting scene with Diego and the one guy. Because, you know, uh-huh. Five was able, you know, with the help of Lila, he was able to throw that one guy out the window. Yeah. And then she left him upstairs by himself to fend for himself. That's messed up. Whatever. Um, but, you know, like the way that they were filming it through the windows and then it went in through the window around. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I thought that was really cool. I like that. Yeah. I wonder is... Uh Excuse me. I wonder is um, Diego gonna feel some type of way? I'm a, I'm sure he will. Because I wouldn't mess with her no more. Because he's probably gonna think to himself like, why did you help him instead of helping me? Yeah, I feel like she she showed her hand a little bit with that move. Also, Diego's a really good fighter. Yeah. But yeah, I, I I'm sure that he's gonna feel some type of way. Yeah, I was like, she gonna she she didn't show herself because she helped five and then nobody went to go help Diego. Yeah, and then she is also gonna. Like you said, he's probably going to want to, like, where did you learn that? True that, too. So, yeah. We'll see how that how that plays out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the resolution of the episode. So, after they fight, Five runs outside, and he says something in ancient Greek to his dad. Um, I'm assuming this is in hopes of getting him to remember something. Um, and although uh, his dad hears him, he tells Grace basically, like, that what he said, like, didn't mean anything, and then he leaves. But I'm assuming... He recognized what he was saying. So I looked it up because I wanted to know what Five said. So according to Refinery29.com, so if this is wrong, then this is on them. Uh-huh. So what he re- like recited to his dad, they said it was the opening of Homer's Odyssey. I guess like the book or something, Odyssey. Okay. Um. So let me see. Translated, they said it, it means, tell me about a complicated man, Muse. Tell me how he wandered and was lost when he wrecked the holy town of Troy and where he went and who he met. The pain he suffered in the storms at sea and how he worked to save his life and bring his men back home. So I'm assuming this is something that was in relation to their relationship or something growing yeah, up. It had to be. Yeah. So I had to look it up because... I wanted to know uh, what it meant. So that's what it means. <laughs> that's a mouthful. He did yeah. say a lot, though. Yeah. I thought it was cute. It's like, five kind of looks like a kid here. Reciting yeah. this to his daddy. <laughs> I wish they could change the color of his socks or something. Sheesh. Why? Tired of seeing that boy in that same uniform. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, that's the end of the episode. So what did you think of this one? I liked it. Uh, I feel like we're getting more to that tipping point. I know it's, what, 10 episodes so we're at four, so that leaves six, so that's enough time for us to get some more information on what's going to happen with Lila and Diego, mm-hmm. uh, how this whole thing is going to happen with them coming together in the union, mm-hmm. uh, Vanya, if, it happens. if that happens, or Vanya discovering what actually happened, mm-hmm. Luther getting over himself being a big simp, and Allison finally <laughs> understanding, uh, getting some type of uh, understanding with Ray on what's going on. Okay. 
and five playing his part or whatever. But I want to see what happens with these three Migos, the big, uh, the white haired guys. Yeah, Ikea Mafia. Ikea Mafia, <laughs> the I am. Uh, but I'm, I'm excited because usually people wait further, further, further. They stretch stuff out. I feel like we're, we're about to get to something here. Yeah. I mean, we, it's only 10 episodes. So, um, I'm, I'm excited to see how this is going to progress. So the next time we'll be doing episodes five and six, so we'll be halfway through it. So yes. I'm curious to see how things are going to start rolling together with their dad. Um, mm-hmm. like you said, I want to see what's going to happen with Allison and her husband. I want to know what's going to happen with Klaus and David. Yes. Um, and Ben. And Ben, of course. <laughs> um, I mean, all, Allison and, and Luther are going to be around each other. They're siblings. So I feel like we're getting to a point where everybody's probably going to meet up soon. Yes. Um, because everybody has found somebody. So I feel like, yeah, now we're going to probably get to a point where everybody's like together. Yes. I look forward to it. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. So. Um, Hey, make sure you guys go subscribe wherever you listen to that. That can be. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spotify, Stitcher, Stitcher, Overcast, Overcast. all those, wherever you're listening at right now. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. That's the great 2 Chain said. Um, I'm excited mm-hmm. for the next few episodes. Yes, I am. We're going to try to knock those out for you guys. If you guys have anything to input... Please hit us up at what is the plot at gmail.com. That is our inbox is dry because you guys like refuse <laughs> to email us. Don't be afraid. That is what is the plot. One word at gmail.com. Also, if you guys got some good books that you suggest that we should read, some comics or something, or some material that you want us to review, please email us. Share it. We are more than happy to bring it on here and review it. Mm-hmm. This is what we do. Yeah. You guys have feedback uh, from the episodes that we just talked about. Go ahead and send us an email with your permission. We'll read your thoughts uh, on the next podcast. But go ahead and email us. You guys stop being scary. Okay. And and, and, <laughs> and to end it with this, I have a random thought this week. Do you? Yeah, I do. But it's not a bad one. But go ahead. My random thought. Why does Voldemort use the one spell if he's such a great wizard? That's a very good question. Um, that's funny that yours is about Harry Potter because so is mine. So I was watching uh, my guy on YouTube, The Potter Collector. If you guys don't follow him, mm-hmm. follow him. He's also on Instagram. And he just did um, like some uh, trading cards that I didn't even know existed for Harry Potter. Hmm. And I'm jealous because he got a, a card that was signed by um, the Weasley Brothers Twins. Okay. Like, there's, like, rare cards that are signed by, like, people from the cast. Mm. He also got, like, a piece of, like, a film reel or Mm -hmm. something. Yeah. It's it's the Prisoner of Azkaban edition. So he got, like, a piece of that. And then he also got a card where they – you get, like, a piece of the costume, like, in the card. It's, like, the legit costume. Oh, that's pretty cool. And I was like, damn it, I want it. And I don't think they make the cards anymore. I'm sure they don't. I was a little jealous. Shout out Sirius Black, one of my favorite characters. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, that's my random thought. But I love the Potter Collector on YouTube, so check him out. So I said before, we'll say it again. We'll see you guys next time. Email us. Talk to us. 
So what's the plot? Until next time, you got anything? I don't. I just want to say thanks to everybody who has been listening consistently because we really do appreciate it. Thank you very much. We will continue to try to provide you guys with some conversational pieces Mm -hmm. of reviews. And if you guys have something or how we can better this thing, please don't be afraid to email us. The email will be in the description. Mm -hmm. And until next time, see y'all later. All right.